Do you want to feel happier? Do you want to feel more radiant and more alive? Or to go beyond alive and truly feel like you are thriving? That's what I'm here for. Helping you find that best you that you know is in there. It is. And you can start accessing that you today. It's possible. If you're ready for a shortcut to just that, let's work together. Reach out and let's work one-on-one -on -one to transform you and your life into happy, into thriving. Reach out to me and book a quick call. It's in the show notes and let's get you there. Are you really committed and ready? Then let's do it. Personally, I'm the happiest I've ever been thanks to all the practices that I've made a part of my life. You can be too. It is here for you. I promise. You can also access my course, The Youthfulness Hack, which is all about feeling good and getting radiant and all the things I do concentrated in one spot. Go there today and use code AMY15 for 15% off right now, only for listeners of this show. And if you are truly ready to have accountability and live happy, book a call with me today. The world needs your best. You deserve your best. Hello, and welcome to the Amy Edwards Show. I'm your host, Amy Edwards, and I'm so thrilled that you're here. We're doing our Summer of Sex series, and uh, we are having a natural progression today into the topic of porn, and I cannot wait to share it because I think that's been something that uh, can be a little controversial, so or a lot controversial, so I'm super excited to do that today. Catch up on the episodes if you haven't because they all fit together in such interesting ways, and I feel like my own life has opened up a lot in this process. Like just the way that I am approaching sex as non-goal oriented and more fun. And I feel like it's making a real difference. And I haven't done one on sobriety and sex. And I think I probably will coming up because I feel like that's been a big part of it for me too. And I'd love to share that with you if it's something that you're thinking about. So let me know if it is too. If you have any thoughts on that, I'd love to hear it. Okay. Um, I have just, a great guest for you. For you do? Yeah, you do? In Austin too. Oh, great. Yeah. For sex and sobriety? Sex and sobriety. Yep. Into it. So let's go ahead and intro our guest. <laughs> we have Lily Sparks here today, the CEO and founder of Afterglow, which is ethical porn made by women for everyone. Did I get that right? Yes, you did. Yay! <laughs> Lily, I'm so glad that you're here. Yeah. Um, I think first off, I wanted to say that I told a friend this today. I was like, check out what I'm recording today. It's this badass chick that makes, I can, I can call you chick, right? Mm -hmm. That makes conscious porn. And she was like, what even is that? <laughs> I <was> like, <laughs> I'm sure you get that a lot. So yeah. that seems like a great place to start. What even is ethical porn? What does that mean? And was it a term before you came up with it? So I define ethical porn as porn that is made with intention porn that is made where the people who are making it care about what the impact of it is. Yeah. And it was definitely a term before me. I did okay. not come up with it. Um, there's been a lot of amazing people in the space. It's been evolving and growing a lot. And a lot of times what people mean when they say ethical porn is a lot around how you treat the performers. Are they consenting? Are they paid fairly? Um, but I think it can mean other things too. I think it can be about, you know, telling stories that aren't traditionally told in porn, you mm -hmm. know, whether it's like LGBTQ stories or, you know, real authentic female pleasure, which is something that we always try to strive for at Afterglow. Um, and just really, you know, expressing those things. It's like, it's like porn as art almost. Absolutely. I've watched some of it. You gave me a like free trial and now we subscribe. And, um, what's your porn background? Like why, why'd you do this? So I need to know when I started Afterglow, <laughs> I had no clue how to film a porn. I didn't know anybody in the adult industry, but I, um, I love to learn. I love to learn new things. And I was just like, I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to do it. I was so passionate. So you about had no, it. you didn't know anything about. Porn I did not know. So I started my career as an accountant. <laughs> Maybe that's a good thing. That yeah. sounds like a porn right there, I actually. Know. So I'm sure I'm not the first to tell you that. Uh, but um, yeah, so it's been a really awesome journey learning how. And like the, the reason that I started Afterglow is because I was in a relationship with my high school sweetheart from age 15 to 30. Where'd you grow up? Um, in outside of Los Angeles okay. suburbs and 15 I to 30. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And I didn't orgasm until I was 24. 
Oh, geez. And, wow. you know, I liked porn. I watched porn. Okay. But it didn't, it, it taught me, like, it taught me some things, but it didn't actually get me to where I wanted to go. And it wasn't the kind of sex that I wanted to have. Right. And I just felt so alone and so lost in, like, that journey of like figuring out my own sexuality and my own exploration. And then how do I communicate that with a partner? Like there's just no resources out there. And the number one place people go to learn about sex is porn. I know. So the mission behind Afterglow is to create porn that helps you have a great sex life. What year did you start it and how old were you? So I started Afterglow like in 2020, so three okay, years 2020, ago. Okay, 2020, and you uh, you were how old? I was, I guess, 33 then. Okay, yeah. so like, you know, sexually, yeah. you you and he had just broke up in the few years before. Yeah, exactly. And it's funny being single for the first time at 30. Yeah. Because, you know, there's some mistakes that you don't have to make, but then there's still some mistakes that you still do have to make, just yeah. like you're a teenager. Wow. And now you have a, a partner. Yes. Now and how long have y'all been, you're engaged. Yeah. How long have y'all been together? We've been together for almost two years. Okay. Yeah. Well, so what was your evolution of your take on porn? You know, like what clued you into the, that this needed to be done? Yeah. I think I'd always, you know, porn was part of some of my early kind of sexual exploration. Like when I was turned 18, I'm like, oh, I can go to the adult DVD store because that's the era I grew up in. Yeah. We didn't have, you didn't have the internet to go on, I suppose. It was around, but like, I think it was like- Early 2000s we're talking about? early 2000s. Like it took an hour to download anything. Like- (laughs) (laughs) I remember a few in the like 90s and like I had a computer with some internet and I remember like checking a few out, but it was like really slow to load and things like that. So, but, um, but it was still harder to find. Like it was magazines and it was maybe pay-per-view. Yeah. 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 Like the late night where it would be mm-hmm. like the soft stuff or like the HBO. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Or you could rent hard stuff. Yeah. Like I, and you know, it was a commitment because sometimes mm-hmm. you'd pay like 20 bucks and it would be yep. something you didn't, something that wasn't your speed at all. You had no way of knowing. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, you know, and then, there's now you're starting that and there's all these other porn sites that have a zillion different things. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of people are always like, well, what makes you different? Like, you know, we charge for our platform. Why Mm -hmm. can I, why would I watch Afterglow and I can just get it for free elsewhere? And, Mm -hmm. you know, I tell them that just like with Spotify, just like with Netflix, like you pay for the quality that you get. And also that money allows us to actually pay the performers fairly as well. Oh, that's so good. Do you have trouble finding performers? No, they love to work with us. I I bet. I bet. Okay. So what was, what I want to know a little bit more about the progression of starting this up. Like, did you meet resistance from your family, from your friends? Was it a out of left field? It it was kind of the idea that I'd always had, but I'd just been too scared to pursue. Oh, so how long had you been thinking about it? I'd been thinking about it for years before as just something of like, why doesn't this exist? Like, why can't I find something that I want that speaks to me? Like, I don't get it. That's so good. That's what, that's how it starts, right? Anything that you're thinking about over and over and over. And so then you just pulled the trigger and did it. And then I just pulled the trigger and, you know, I didn't, I spent like about six months just trying to find anybody that knew anybody that knew anybody in the industry. And how'd that go? Uh, <laughs> I, and I ended up talking to a lot of characters. That's for sure. Oh, I bet uh, that's a whole documentary practically. <laughs> like, I bet. But it's fun. Like, I think it's the best way to learn, especially like talking to people who are actually doing the thing. Is, oh, for sure. Other is, than doing it yourself. Is, I mean, it's got to be the next best thing, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I ended up connecting with an ethical porn consultant, Rooster, who was so gracious with their time and, you know, introduced us to people, shared with us different tips for ethical productions, was just so, so helpful. This is an ethical porn consultant? Yes, advocate consultant. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Okay. And they ended up introducing us to our producer who produced our, who helped us produce our first films. Wow. And so that happened in 2020? Yes. 
Wow. And then the pandemic happened, which seems like it might be a good thing for you. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know? it gave me a lot of time to think and research and plan and all of that. And people were at home. I'm sure porn watching went way up. Exactly. I don't know. I mean, that's when the, the whole were... OnlyFans thing happened. That's was right. In 2020, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's get, I want to, I just was really curious, like how you got into it and did like, what did your family and friends say? Were they like, oh, we expected this out of you? Or were they like, what? So clutching their pearls. <laughs> yeah. I was really, really nervous to tell my mom. <laughs> I bet. I was really nervous to tell my mom. And, uh, cause yeah, I'd always like, yeah, I was an accountant. I always kind of was a rule follower and, um, <laughs> kind of did what I was told and just took the normal path. And um, for this was really kind of the first thing that I was like, this is like fully me. Um, and it's also a porn site. And I, I, <laughs> uh, but I, I, it's funny because I told my mom and her like immediate reaction was, oh yeah, like women don't care about the cum shot, right? <laughs> no, wow. like, oh like wow that was her like, first that reaction was literally the first words out of her mouth like nothing about like oh this is awesome congratulations or like what a porn site or Why? have or you like, have you run the numbers on that yeah like like just like straight and I was like I had I, I mean my my mom and I like do not talk about sex like my family was like did and then not she says talk about shot. sex and then she's like right out there about like her thoughts on women's porn and i'm like great mom <laughs> well you know that that kind of is the thing because it's like we don't talk about it but it every it's 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 some, part of everyone's experience it's some sort of reality for everyone yeah. i mean it looks different for everybody but you're just like being open about it and talking about it. And that's what I think is so important. I think like so many people's, a lot of people's hangups come from the fear of the unknown or the possibility or like what they think is happening, you know, mm -hmm. like, oh, my partner's watching this because like they like this specific type of woman who's not me. Right. And that could completely not at all be why your partner is watching that. But you're never having those conversations with your partner about, you know, what are your turn-ons? What are your yeah. fantasies? Yeah, because sometimes it is just fantasy. I know with me, plenty of times it is. I don't want that in reality. Exactly. But there's not, like, I enjoy it maybe in the porn sense, right? In a fantasy way. Um, okay, so let's talk about some of the misconceptions because I know that that was one of the things that you brought up was common misconceptions about porn. And so what have you, what has even shifted with you personally? I'm curious. Yeah. So when I first started Afterglow, you know, I thought that it was really common that women in porn were exploited, were trafficked. You know, I had this really horrible picture of the porn industry mm -hmm. and how I kind of like to explain it to people now is that, you know, most of the industry is run as a capitalist enterprise, just the same as every other industry out there. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for a lot of people, like, yes, the companies are trying to make money. They're trying to pay people as little as possible. Um, you know, they're, they're trying to kind of do the minimum. Typical big business. Exactly. Shit, There's bad right? bosses out there, yeah. you know, and that's just, it's exactly the same in the porn industry. But the problem is that when things happen, you know, it has the potential to be a lot more harmful. Yeah, for sure. And so, um, yeah, that's a good one, too, because people are choosing what they want to do rather than being forced, right? It's, like, yeah, like w way overwhelmingly, like people, it's a, it's a hard job. And so, like, you have oh, to actually it seems enjoy like it. it to, like, <laughs> stick with it. <laughs> you better love what you do. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like, anybody who's, like, a veteran and has been in the industry, like, they're totally doing it because that's what they want to do. Yeah. And like, if you're, you know, if, if you're somebody who is look, working retail, for example, mm -hmm. you know, and instead on one day you can go like get makeup, get done, like get, you know, make $800 in like a day's worth of work. Like that's a pretty sweet proposition compared to, you know, dealing with the kind of stuff that customers are, you know, angry customers all day. Totally. There's just such a stigma around it. Right. And then, um, have you seen breaking of that stigma at all? Like even in the last few years? I think so. I hope so. I see like both sides of the coin because there's also at the same time, you know, age verification laws, you know, 
ads for women's sexual health products getting shut down. But I do feel like OnlyFans, people, like sex work is just becoming more accepted and more mainstream. Well, we've changed the name of it. Exactly. I mean, like sex work, you know, like that's now universally accepted, I feel like. Like yeah. we've all moved into that and I'm like, that's cool. I, I kind of didn't see that coming. Like I knew it was needed, but now that's what we're saying, yep. which is great. And um, I feel like, well, I don't feel like what you did coincided kind of with me too. And it seems like your timing was really right for launching this. And so how's it been so far? What have you been in your ups and downs with it? Yeah, it's been amazing. I mean, my... Um... It's been growing a lot, which has been great. Mm -hmm. My ups are always just hearing from customers and their experiences of like, oh, you know, I have two kids and I don't get a lot of time with my partner. And so whenever we have time together, we watch Afterglow and it always just helps us get in the mood and we have amazing sex. Like the idea that like I'm helping people orgasm and creating orgasms for people like yeah. that it that just makes my day good that makes my it's day it's pleasure it's putting yeah. out good energy <laughs> so personally i think i swung like my pendulum swung the complete opposite direction right and so during the pandemic i just i was like okay i don't want to count on porn for anything like i want to tune into my body and i had to really like force myself not to have fantasies or look at porn or anything and just do a pleasure practice for myself and really tune into how my body feels and feels. And that was my progression. And I realized that I got kind of too, oh, we're cutting this out, mm. you know, even with a partner. And we would, you know, look at porn together some, but I think that I am coming back to center a lot better now. And understanding in my Tantra episode with Leola, she was talking about, you know, different ways you could learn it, learn from porn. And I think that's one of the things that you offer too. A hundred percent. Yeah. And I think that, you know, this is a generalization, but women, we have kind of a more diverse sexuality. Like mm -hmm. we love romance novels. We love audio porn. We love video porn. Mm -hmm. And our site really tries to reflect some of that. So we have sexy videos, porn, and then we have a whole category called edu porn, yeah. which is a little more educational. And then we also have guided sex exercises. So kind of some of the things that you were doing mm -hmm. during the pandemic, um, like a guided masturbation practice, which is really, it's an audio guide to help you tune into your body and experience that. We have a guided partner cunnilingus exercise, mm -hmm. which is really great because it just takes the pressure off of like both people That's to awesome. have a good time. Yeah. Um, so I really see you know, that different tools will be right for you at different times in your journey. And that's totally okay. I think that's one of the big misconceptions too, is that porn is just like pounding, you know, exactly. and, and cum shots like your mom would say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and instead... It is, it can be used for like education in the best way rather than like what, you know, some guys have gotten maybe a miseducation. Exactly. And just to open up conversations too. It's so much easier to like watch something and be like, hey, let's try that. Or like, mm -hmm. oh, what do you think of that? Then like coming out of the blue and being like, so pegging? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Peggy's having a moment. <laughs> I think strap-ons in general are having a real moment these days. Uh, yeah, um, I agree. And that, I think that's been really eye-opening for me because what she was mentioning was like prostate massage. And I was like, oh, it didn't really occur to me to go watch a video about it. And maybe that occurs to a lot of people, but I don't know. Like, where do you find other ideas for these things? Or do you just sort of take one step and then the next? Yeah, I would say more taking one step and then the next, talking to our customers about what they want. Mm -hmm. Or even your your people, your people, people that around, are making. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I think um people still really want the basics, you know? Like I'm I'm always surprised how many people like don't use lube. Still. Really? And I'm like, guys, lube is so great for so many reasons. What's your favorite lube? Oh, Honestly, I just use jojoba oil. Oh, good. Okay. Not coconut oil. I keep it oil. simple. Not coconut Why? oil. Why? 
Why? It's like the it's a, a better texture. It's like a consistent texture. No, it's I had no liquid. idea. I, yeah, I used <laughs> coconut oil. Okay, I need to switch. Not to as ho- much of a scent. Yeah, a little more like mild. Okay, so yeah. switch to jojoba yeah. oil. Okay, yeah. that's good. I like a Treat natural. Yourself. I like yeah. a natural <laughs> type of lube, that kind of thing. Really, it's so much better with lube because I don't use it. I don't use it enough. I guess. Yeah, especially if you're you know doing any kind of anal play, like you. Oh, then for sure, you for need sure. Need it, but. I mean, everyone's different, but I think, you know, lube is a very easy way to just like make things easier, smoother, more comfortable. Yeah. Everything. Well, so what's being in the porn industry been like? Surprisingly uneventful, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Like any other um, business kind like, of? Yeah. Like it's it's really surprising how quickly you'll be on a porn set and you'll be like, okay, come on. When are we getting lunch? Like it's time. <laughs> Um, no, it's great. It's, it's, um, it's really smaller than I thought it would be. Um, and you know, I would, I will say that it's not very transparent. So it's like, it kind of feels like a insider's club that to be honest, I'm not quite part of yet. Mm -hmm. Um, but the people that I've connected with are like super nice, super friendly, um, And I think it's like really dominated by like these big conglomerates. And then there's kind of everybody else who's really, you know, maybe has carved out a little niche for themselves, Mm -hmm. but it's, there's not a lot of like cohesion, if that makes sense. Yeah. And what about like women run stuff? Yeah. How's that? So when I started, I thought there was like nothing out there. And what's interesting is that as I started Afterglow, I started finding more and more amazing other women and ethical producers and all these people making this good stuff. Yeah. And I think like just because it's so hard to market what we do mm-hmm. when like everything is dominated by these big conglomerates. So, you know, on Afterglow, we have videos that we've made, but we also really try to share um, and get content from these other ethical people, mm-hmm. um, that we have on our platform too. It seems to make sense that the industry would kind of play it close to the vest just because of all the, implications the stigma. It. And yeah. it's like, yeah, that's the thing. It's, uh, you know, you don't want to be the tallest nail that is going to get beat down on. Great analogy. Absolutely. Like you don't want to stick out the most and draw attention to yourself. Like just keep it on the down low a little bit, Yeah, you know, because everybody's watching, but nobody's talking about it. That kind of thing. Every day I worry about having my bank account taken away, Holy you know, shit, which is really? something that like sex workers deal with all the time, like having their Venmo shut down, having their Airbnb shut down. That happened when Leola came on the show. She had just had a platform shut down her like money, whatever transactional stuff. Yeah. And she was like so frustrated. And, um, and I just posted my episode with Jamie and I like was like what words do I even censor you know like I don't say summer of sex on Instagram and so it's just such a game it it seems like and so fucking puritanical if you ask me and a game that nobody tells you the rules of because everything (laughs) I'm doing is like a hundred percent legal well, it's probably a good thing that you're accountant, an accountant because I feel like taxes can be a little bit like that yeah. every now and then. Like, uh, how much do you owe? You know, <laughs> figure it out. And so, yeah, that's um, that the just the hypocrisy around it, it irritates me some. Like, it, just in the world in general, it's like quit acting like you don't. A hundred percent. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I mean, if anybody's listening, thinking that you know, their kids or spouse or whoever isn't watching you're probably wrong yeah yeah I was at a big group dinner one time and this was probably late 2000s zeros whatever aughts so oh nine or something 10 something and um it had kind of like divided where the women were sitting down at one end of the table and the men were at the other and I said something about like Pornhub or you porn or I don't know, one of these sites, right? <laughs> Whatever it was called. And the women didn't even know what it was. And I was like, y'all don't know. I, I said, I bet every one of your husbands does. And they were like, no way or whatever. And so I was like, I'm going to go ask right now. And so I walked down to the guys and I was like, how uh, y'all all know what this is. And they just like froze, you know? And I was like, oh, they all know. Are you ready to up-level your pleasure practice? I have in mind, and the main things that have helped me are the tools that I've found from Wands. 
Wands creates luxurious products that encourage us all to honor our body, celebrate our sexuality, and live in pleasure with more pleasure all the time. One of my favorites, if you listen to this show, then you probably already know, is the cervix wand. Wands has trademarked their number one best-selling glass pleasure wand. It's for vaginal and anal de-armoring, and it's designed for cervical and G-spot stimulation. And let me tell you, it's incredible. It's helped thousands of women become more connected to their bodies and their pleasure, and supports them to heal pelvic pain through self-yoni massage, and helps awaken more pleasure. Just recently, I've ordered the Venus Wand, another trademarked wand from Wands, and it's designed to activate and awaken the G-spot and more. Also, don't miss one of their new offerings, which are free bleed blankets that can be used as waterproof intimacy blankets. They have a beautiful selection now available. But take a look around at Wands.com, that's W-A-A-N-D-S, because they have a huge selection of incredible items like yoni eggs, crystal pleasure wands in amethyst, black obsidian, anything that your heart desires, and so much more. Check them out at wands.com. That's W-A-A-N-D-S dot com. And use my link in the show notes to get 10% off or simply enter my code Amy Edwards at checkout. Again, that's W-A-A-N-D-S wands.com. Y'all, I have started using higher dose products and I am such a fan. You know, I don't put anything on this podcast that I am not 100% completely behind. And I have a special discount code for you for all higher dose products. I'm so excited. If you don't know, Higher Dose is a wellness company. They have wellness tech products, they have tools, they have supplements, and they have body care. They have so many things that are hot right now, too, that are really biohacking and up-leveling our lives at home, which is really cool. They have an infrared sauna blanket. They have an infrared PEMF mat that I'm so excited to be sharing about soon. One of my favorites, though, is the Red Light Face Mask. It stimulates collagen, it activates glowing skin, reduces fine lines, regenerates cells, and it's soft. It's not like one of the hard plastic ones, so you can kind of move it around on your body, which I've been doing, and I am seeing amazing results. I am absolutely addicted to it. I use it every single night, and I'm using it in conjunction with one of their other products, the Glow Serum, and I'm very picky about what I put on my skin, and I am loving the Glow Serum. It's specially formulated to plump and hydrate and stimulate radiant skin, which that's the goal. They have a ton of other products too, magnesium ingestibles, magnesium body care, which has a healing oil and a serotonin soap that you can use in your bath, which I've been using too. It boosts your mood, enhances your skin and deepens your detox, gets you calmed down. Anyway, I'm a fan. So I'm so excited to offer you 15% off using my code MAGIC15. Go to the show notes. You can click through on the link right there. Or if you go to Higher Dose, just enter the code MAGIC15 and you'll get 15% off. Higher Dose has been featured in Goop, Glamour, Elle, Vogue, Bizarre, Allure, basically you name it. And there's a reason why. So go check it out. It's at HigherDose.com and enter my code MAGIC15 for 15% off. How much do you see people thanking you for saying, oh, now we're on the same page? Because I feel like there's like a, a disc, or at least historically, it's been a little bit like so personal that people don't talk about it, even with their partner. Yeah. We have a lot of couples that use Afterglow and that love Afterglow and that write to us and say like, yeah. oh my God, thank you. This is something we can do together as a couple and it brings us closer and mm-hmm. you know, we've been able to kind of open up these conversations more. Um, yeah, we're mostly, we have mostly women, but we have some men too that are like, oh, this is great. You know, I was able to show it to my wife and she loved it. And like, that just makes me feel so good. That's so good because I just, I just, it's just like baby steps, I think. Yeah. Like it's not going to happen overnight, but at least we're having conversations like this that are starting to open it up more. Yeah. And we have articles like how to watch porn with your partner. Yeah. And how to bring it up with your partner. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Mm -hmm. Um, What do you say about how to bring it up with your partner? Yeah. A lot of times I say for people to come at it from a personal perspective and be like, hey, you know, there's something that, you know, I find you know, really turns me on and I would love to just share it with you and see what you think about it and like not do it in a way that puts any kind of pressure on your partner mm-hmm. of like, oh, you know, like you have, I, I want, I want you to do this. I want you to do this, do this with me. You know, like that's a yeah. very like, um, 
like pressure yeah, yeah yeah exactly like just coming at it from more of like I want to explore I want to share it's okay if you don't like it just kind of ways to open up the experience yeah and is there something about like a way to say like this is just for fun it doesn't it's mean exactly that like, I'm going and to explain to why you this. like I think it's also to explain like why you like something and what about it turns you on too. Okay, that's hard to get to the root of sometimes. It is. Like I don't I don't know that I've explored exactly that. Like even personally, like um why something turns me on. Yeah. Well there, I there's mean, a little bit of a mystery to it sometimes. There too. is, there is. I mean, I know that like I'm gonna get personal here. <laughs> so um and I mentioned this to other people in the past and they were like total pearl clutching but I was like oh I like some porn where it's like uh trans women you know but that have dicks right and I'm like because I like boobs and I like dicks like so I know (laughs) that I like that put those together I'm here for it right it's hot and they're gorgeous yeah right and so most of the time many times gorgeous and so like people were like oh but like that I definitely understand what I like about it. Yeah. <laughs> Is and that a good example? That's a great example. And women actually search for rough sex and gangbangs okay, more you than told men me that. do. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Like that is so interesting. And like for- But that doesn't mean that we want exactly. to be gangbangs. Like sometimes it's just about like, oh, there's all these hot men and they're like worshiping her. And sure. she's, it's just all about her pleasure. And yeah- you wouldn't want to show up to a random room full of guys. like. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, the rough sex one is probably because that puts it in a very safe space. Exactly. It's not like you are actually doing it where you could get hurt or exactly. even accidentally. Right. And porn is a nice way to kind of like explore those fantasies. Like you don't yeah. have to go and do it. You can just watch it in a safe space, in your home, for as long as you want. Turn it off when you want. Yeah. And I just, I think that, um, yeah, it just, like, it makes me sad that some people will not even be open enough to just chill, chill the fuck out, yeah. <laughs> you know, around it. And um, I'd like to see more of that happen. Yeah. And sometimes it is because, you know, people don't know how it's made. They're worried about it, you know, and that's why, you know, looking for ethical porn and even just like paying for your porn and like getting stuff from creators is a great way to kind of alleviate that and and know that the people that are in the films are consenting adults. They know what's going to happen. That's right. Et cetera. Yeah, that's right. That's a good point too, because like it changes your framework around it. And, yeah. uh, I think that it made me, it reminded me of a story. <clears throat> my, uh, one of my best friends was like, I, it was like the next morning, everybody had been drinking or something. And she walked out in the living room and the guys were like flipping around channels and there was a porn that they were flipping by or whatever. And, she said, oh, my God, you guys, that's somebody's daughter. And I guess they all burst out laughing because the title of the show was like somebody's daughter. Oh. Or something like that. <laughs> but anyway, that yeah. that woman was probably making a conscious choice to be there. So and, and most, you know, like most mainstream porn, like when you see a, a porn star's name and they have a bunch of videos, and like they have a bunch of titles, like they mm-hmm. are a professional. They have been doing this for years. They like they're. They have made that choice to be in the industry. Yeah, for sure. And I know that that the sex industry in general is always a leader in technology and whatever's happening next in technology, right? I think that don't people look to the sex industry to really they see do. like what's coming next? Yeah. Yeah. So what does that mean to you with Afterglow? To me, it means, um, you know, with Afterglow, I feel like we're really about just sexual wellness is kind of the new mental health. Here we are, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yes. It, and, and self-development, really. It's like mental health and self-development exactly. because it's such a... Like, it's such a core part of like sex. Yeah. I think our sexuality is a really core part of who we are, just like our mental health is. And it's something we should be free and open to talk about and discuss and like to really know that we deserve to live a fulfilled life, including sexually whatever that means for us and do you if think, it means yes. being a cuck queen or it means being asexual like whatever that is and mm-hmm. if we never talk about it then there's just so much disconnect that happens between people that way what's a cuck queen oh a, <laughs> so cuckolding is where the a, dude a watches woman, a woman sleeps with somebody who's not their partner yes and 
you know, kind of consenting that the partner, husband, whatever, like gets off on that experience, okay. whether he's watching or hears about it or whatever. <laughs> okay, just checking. I thought it was yeah. something like that. But um, do you think that like your own personal background of not having an orgasm until you were 24 and feeling out of touch with that part of yourself really feeds like that happiness that you get when you hear like people are having more orgasms because of something I created, you know? Totally. Totally. Yeah. yeah. I, that's why I do what I do. It's like, I, I wanted to make something for my younger self. What happened when you finally had that orgasm? I was like, oh my God, I finally get why people think <laughs> like sex this. is so great. <laughs> were you with your partner or were you by yourself? I was by myself. And of course, literally yes. all it took was getting a vibrator. Like that was, <laughs> I think right. because I met my partner so young, like, you know, he was like the main one I was experimenting with. I never had like, as women, we're not encouraged. It, you know, every guy like learns how to touch their dick by the time they're thirteen. But like, as women, we're not really encouraged no. to explore our bodies or oh, God, how to no. do that mm -mm. or you know anything. It's like this idea that the partner is supposed to fulfill you, but then that just places unnecessary expectations on them. Like you know, they Big don't time. know what they're doing either. Like how should they? Like we're complicated. We're <laughs> <laughs> we are. And and plus, you know, then they're looking to porn to get their education. And then everything's like I mean, they're literally thinking like, I thought you wanted to be just pounded. You exactly. know, like, like yeah. I, I thought that's because <laughs> there's like... no other representation. Right. Right. So Okay, so how do you think about how you're going to educate your own child? Because I know you're expecting a daughter right now. And as yes. a mother of two daughters, that has been something that I've tried to be more conscious about. Mm -hmm. So I'm just curious what kind of thought you've given to that so far. Or yeah, maybe gonna, it's just way too soon for I, that. I'm going to need to get your advice. I mean, I think I have some amazing women <laughs> who are parents that I'm going to like watch what they do and learn from. Um but I think just being open to the having the conversations and just being honest, because I, I think the problem is more just like the not talking about it. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah. And and recognizing opportunities when they present themselves, because I almost didn't with one. And when I moved into this place, I was single and um, I, I guess my oldest daughter was 13, maybe 14, 14, I and or 14 or 15 and so she was laying on my bed watching tv and i was doing something in my bathroom and she, i had i had left a vibrator just like in my bed you know so there's <laughs> yeah. that lump and so she's laying there and she's like oh god she's like what is this and she goes oh god mom and um <laughs> and i said oh gosh sorry sorry and she was like oh and i and i walked into my closet and then i peeped back out and i said you know if you ever wanted your own one of those you could go on Amazon and select what you want and I don't even have to see it and you could just buy it for yourself. Oh. And she was like, oh. And she didn't say anything. She was like, no, whatever. And then days go by and she says, you know what you talked about the other day, me ordering on Amazon? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, well, I think I am going to. I'm going to put something in my cart or whatever. And I was like, oh. okay. You know, and so when it arrived, I was very careful not to look and, you know. And, um, and so my other daughter hasn't, we haven't had anything come up like that. I don't think she's there yet, but Anyway, I think, uh, yeah, I think so, like the main thing is just that like sex is for pleasure and it should feel good. Yes. Like that having that message, because I think not having that message is what kind of can like make us make it harder to recognize when you're in a situation that doesn't feel good. Yeah. And you're like, wait a sec, you know, it makes it harder to be like, okay, this is a no for me. I'm going to leave and get out of here. Like, I think that it's like really encouraging people to listen to their bodies and kind of understand that and trust themselves. It's like attaching shame to the whole thing. Exactly. So and then it's like, then you can't differentiate between like kind of healthy and unhealthy in a way. Precisely. So um, it, do you look at some porn and f like frown upon it basically and like, does it rub you the wrong way? Or do you have a pretty open mind toward everything? I have a pretty open mind toward everything. Mm -hmm. There's a, a saying like, don't yuck somebody else's yum. Sure. Um, yeah, as long as the people are consenting and, you know, adults, I mm -hmm. think it's all good. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, I agree. I mean, like, you know what? We Like, it's part of our acceptance of just everything, right? Everything exists and it's somebody, no matter what it is, somebody somewhere is probably into it. So. <laughs> and, and I think that being in the industry, that's one thing being in the industry has kind of helped me with is, you know, recognizing some of my own judgments and starting to let go of them. I'm sure I still have a lot of them. That's a great point because uh, judgment has been a big thing for me, like letting go of it. And like, I'll even find it, you know, I'll look at other people on social media or whatever. And I'm like, and I'm like, oh, they're doing whatever. And I'm like, oh, I'm judging. Just let it go. I don't need to spend time in that space. And so it's a really, really good facet of what you're doing is letting go of judgment. Yeah. I love that you pointed that out. Yeah. What other, well, you mentioned in your intake form, my intake questions, that you went on a 10-day silent meditation retreat. A Vipassana retreat? Is that what that is? Vipassana style, yeah. Vipassana style. Where was it? And then, like, how did that affect you, too? And then I want to get into, like, maybe how all of this has opened you up and what it's done for you personally. Yeah, yeah. So I had just left um, a job and went on a 10-day Vipassana-style retreat in Maui in Hawaii. Oh, sounds all right. Beautiful. Yes. And I had always wanted to have a meditation practice, but didn't. So I just went straight into it, had first <laughs> 10 days, we're going for it. Um, and that that was actually like I, on that retreat, like day seven, I kind of like got the message of like, now is the time to go for it and to start Afterglow and to do it. Like, How did that message come to you? It, it just was like a feeling? Yeah, it was just a feeling. It wasn't words. It was just like, okay, like, let's let's fucking go. Let's do it. Nice. Yeah. Well, you were on the heels of a breakup too. Yeah. It had been like a couple years. So I felt okay. like, yeah, um, I had already moved to Austin. Nice. So, yeah. Yeah. Are you, are you still in touch with your high school sweetheart a little bit here and there every so often we're yeah. like you know send each other good wishes and stuff like that's that. that's good yeah. well so i'm curious about the silent meditation retreat how what's your practice like now yeah now i meditate most days of the week i would mm -hmm. say i love meditation it just me helps too. me be I mean, sane. you're looking at my spot right here yeah it, it, it <laughs> helps me like it helps me with my business a lot but also my personal life like yeah it's it's one of my favorite practices and i try to go on a retreat even if it's just for a weekend, like once a year ish, I just feel like nice. It's, like our lives are so busy and there's so much happening and there's so much input and, you know, being able to take some time away from everything to just like let my brain process everything mm -hmm. that is going on. Yeah, like for the, sure. We need that more in our world. How do you view sex as like a meditative practice or a connection to the divine? I think sex is one of the best spiritual ways to connect with another person and it just mm -hmm. you know the vulnerability that you have like how you have to open up getting naked with them it's it's so powerful like I I sometimes tell my partner that like sex is my favorite drug yeah eros yeah that's right uh, and we literally get like oxytocin and all these crazy hormones like naturally yeah. happening from it i've done episodes on heartgasms and like that shit's real you know yeah. that stuff yeah, is like, like it really happens i mean and you really do feel like high for days yeah and you know like you were saying being so open with somebody getting naked i feel like porn is almost more vulnerable like it's almost like opening up part of your mind yeah too like it's one thing to get naked but it's a whole nother to get like mentally naked if you will yeah yeah <laughs> to say what you really want or what you're you know even if it's not to say what really turns you on even yeah yeah I think it's really interesting that you brought up like the why of what you're interested in so like that's a really cool space to explore and to even just if you find yourself watching porn to just ask like what is it about this that I'm into yeah you know and I know that yours has a lot of attention to like uh, really nice like settings and stuff like that. And I personally, one of the things I've had to overcome is like, like even in a fantasy that I'm having, I've got to have things make sense. Like I have to have things, <laughs> yeah. you know, like um, there has to be like, like the right lighting and just those mm -hmm. things just have to make sense. And so I know that you've got a lot of attention to that, which is really cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. we do. We definitely like one of, 
when we make an afterglow film, like I try to tell some kind of story that's like realistic, but that you don't sometimes it's like a twist on a traditional kind of yarn one. So one of the films we're going to do, um, it's going to be like a club hookup scene, Mm -hmm. but there's going to be a moment where, um, they talk about, you know, their, um, safety STD status. Oh my God. I love it. And it's probably just going to be like one quick thing in a really hot, sexy film. (laughs) But like, when do you ever, you never see that. And so people don't know how to do it. They feel uncomfortable. Like, how do you do, you know, like we, we learn, we're humans, we're, we're animals. We learn through seeing things and hearing them and experiencing them. And, but that's exactly what I mean too. Like if I was having that fantasy, I'd, I might be like, oh my God, are we wearing a condom? Like, and did we have, do I know if this yeah. person is like, and their conversa- those conversations can be hot too. Like we just need That's to know cool. how to do them. <laughs> right. I've had them be very unhot uh, yeah. in the past. So that's a great thing to point out because I'm herpes positive. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I've, when I was dating some younger people a few years ago, it was like every now and then someone didn't understand and it was, yeah. it was not hot. Yeah, was, yeah, and then you have to educate them, and yeah. Oh, there's one in particular. There was no educating him. It was basically <laughs> like, do you want me to leave? Yes. Okay, bye. <laughs> so anyway, whatever. So, um, oh, God, I'm so sorry. I just got something in my eye. Oh. <laughs> um, so how has this opened you up personally? Like, what have you, have you found happen for yourself, you know, I think it's really interesting that this came from a meditative experience or at least the the impetus to really start it. Yeah. And so personally, how uh, are you finding yourself opening up? Yeah, it's definitely made me more open to talk. It's made me more open to talking about sex. Like now, like nothing phases me. I'm like, yeah, this is this, this is this. Sure, cool. Um, you know, I'm actually like pretty, it, it's, I'm a pretty vanilla person and I've just kind of become okay with that. Not that I'm, I, I, I do love to try new things. So I'm always down to try things. I'm always like, it's made me, it's made me more open to new things, but at the same time, it's like, I don't, it's not like I had a secret kink that I had like always been wanting to let out. Yeah. Um, it just made you more accepting of yourself. Maybe more accepting a hundred percent more accepting of myself. Uh, that's a beautiful thing to come more out of willing it. to explore less shame like all of that well I think the overarching thing there is that when you just talk about it we're more accepting of ourselves wherever wherever it falls exactly don't you think so exactly and that's probably a lot of feedback that you get from people too I would guess yeah yeah um I think I think that's happening for me too personally like I'm becoming more accepting of myself of things that maybe I didn't even realize I had a story attached around exactly you know mm-hmm. and I mean do you look back at that girl from age you know maybe before 15 to 24 and just like want so much to give that to people yeah I just want people to you know, I just, when I think about that time, I just think about like feeling really like stuck and alone and like, like I was never going to be able to change it, you know? And I really just want to give people a feeling of like that they're not alone and that they can, they deserve, they deserve to have great sex. They deserve to enjoy themselves. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's our birthright. Yeah. As one of my guests said, you know, and uh, I think you're just doing such a good service to everyone. What is one of the things that surprised you the most most about this besides realizing that everyone is like an active, willing participant? What is what are some what is something that surprised you a lot about everything you've created here? Yeah, that's a good question. I always have a hard time answering this one, which is funny. Um, maybe, maybe, maybe your line of work, maybe it just isn't everything surprising in some way. <laughs> so you're like, ah, I don't know. Now I'm just like um, accustomed to, to everything being like, whoa, okay, that's a thing or something like that. Uh, I, I think what surprised me the most is the level of stigma that we have around it. Yeah. actually like, like it's it's higher than we think it's, it's higher than we think yeah 
I'm glad you're working on that. Yeah, you know? just how many, you know, uh, how many roadblocks and challenges and um, and barriers there would be towards, you know, wanting to put this out in the world and wanting to get the word out about it. How so is I it? appreciate you having me on this on this podcast I to mean, talk about it. When I heard what you did when yeah. we met, I was excited. I was like, that is so exciting and cool. But that's yeah. I'm a curious type. And I'm sure you sometimes are met with like, you know, uh, somebody putting up a bit of a wall or something like that. And so it's just, it's just it, risky. It's just it's it's people see it as risky. Absolutely. They do. Yeah. And what about the community that you're working with as far as like your I don't know what you call them actors or performers performers and, yeah. performers yeah yeah um they're great yeah yeah they're so great are they hard to find no they're not <laughs> um <laughs> they're everywhere <laughs> um no we, we work where we we have really amazing people that we work with that have networks with the performers and the agents and they have people that they recommend honestly the, the performers have um you know, I think they're all really creative people. They're mm -hmm. all really, they're all in it for like some slightly different reason. And they just love what they do. And like, like they, a lot of them really do see it as kind of an art for them. And I of think course. that's really cool. It is very cool. Yeah. And how many hats are you wearing? Do you wear like writer, creator, director, like what? Yeah, I wear a lot of different hats. I, um, you know, CEO. So I'm doing everything from like, okay, you know, what changes to the website, you know, language mm -hmm. do we need to, you know, I'm, I'm not good, like behind a camera. So a lot of times we'll work with different, you know, producers, directors, but you know, I'm involved in the production and hiring those people and, um, you know, sending out emails to our customers and, you know, I, I do definitely everything every different day. I bet like yeah. you're doing as a... I'm sure you do too. Oh, a hundred percent. Yes, totally. And, um, and I just, I just thought, you know, being in that with the production aspect and stuff, you, it could really probably open you up to some things that you never expected. And I think that's actually a really good and beautiful thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I bet you're, uh, bringing a whole bunch of energy to that, to your child yeah you know mm -hmm. spreading that cool energy so me and my partner joke that she's gonna like because so my partner has a cannabis company <laughs> there you go and we joke she's gonna like rebel against us and become a cop uh, <laughs> that's gonna be a rebellion she i love it trying to think of like the... <laughs> well so let's talk a little bit about that about cannabis and porn cannabis and sex like what what is your feeling around that last year i interviewed um uh ryan oh my gosh his last name is escaping me and he is a cannabis coach, conscious cannabis. And so it was super interesting. And I'll put that in the show notes for anybody interested. But like, what are your views on on that? Like enhancing the experience or? Yeah. Anecdotally, I would say that um, porn people generally like weed. Weed. Yeah. And weed people generally like porn and sex. <laughs> Those um, definitely go together. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I think like, um, you know, it can be a great way to get into your body a little bit more, like kind of some of the de-stress, you know, really experience some of the sensations. Um, but it all depends on how you use it and what your style is and what works. For I you. wonder if you could make like a, like a conscious cannabis, you know, porn. We, we education. have some fun. Um, we have like a, a, a smoke doctor's, uh, porn where they like invent a new strain, which is really fun. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's awesome. Yeah. How many videos do you have up? We have almost 500 videos. That is a lot. Yeah, so we have a lot. I love it. I mean, I've got the site pulled up right now. It looks really good. How hard has it been to create this site? Like, because it seems like a really big undertaking to put this many videos on. Like, what do you use? And Yeah, that for me has been one, you know, like the porn industry thing. Like, I knew that was going to be a big learning curve. I kind of like expected that to be hard. Yeah. The website stuff has been this, um, a big challenge I didn't expect and I've kind of enjoyed getting a little nerdy about it and, and doing it. But, uh, yeah, I, I totally didn't expect, uh, to have to become like a Silicon Valley tech bro and learn how to, you know, 
Oh, you absolutely had to. Yeah. Release, do product sprints and product launches and um, UX design and customer feedback and all of this stuff. Have you had to just raise a lot of capital to start this company? Like what's that journey been like for you? Oh, so that's like one of, it's so hard to raise capital in kind of like the porn and the sex space. It's been a huge struggle. I think struggle. it's hard yeah, in it's general. Yeah, it's hard in general. And then add that to layer yeah. and it's like really tough. So what did you do? Yeah, so we have a we have some angel investors who helped us get the capital to get started. Mm-hmm. And um, they're all amazing people. Some amazing women investors. Oh, that's so cool. Which is really cool. Who've been so, so supportive. Cool. Um, but it's been a struggle. And, you know, now the good news is that we are – we're, we're like about break even. So we're probably not going to have to raise again. And we're that's just, huge. we're just growing in year three. Yeah. I'd say that's like a really, really good sign. Yeah. And it should be because I think that a lot of, uh, sex-based businesses, if, if you may call it that, I guess, I think that's how they run. Like they, yeah, it's, it's, it's harder to be, you know, because of the marketing challenges, because of the money challenges, it's mm-hmm. really harder to be kind of a zero to a hundred grow really fast style company. It's really a lot more, you got to be passionate about it. You got to be in it for the long haul. Speaking of marketing, like <clears throat> what do you do for marketing? Cause you know, I feel like we're all trapped in Instagram world and yeah. maybe TikTok, but that seems very difficult for you. So yeah, we've been kicked off of TikTok like three different times. Yeah. So, I mean, like as anyone that's, you know, being censored by these larger platforms. So how's that, how's that even look to you? Yeah. You know, we do a lot of like partnerships and, you know, Mm -hmm. working with different brands and just kind of trying to get our name out there. We do some, we do work with some influencers and stuff like that. We have some SEO that we do. It's like kind of more, but we have a, you know, the good, the great thing is that people love us and they talk to their friends about us, which is the best possible kind of marketing that you could have. Absolutely. Uh, what are some of your favorite things on here? I'm looking at it right now and yeah. looking at journeys and have more satisfying sex, discover yourself. What an, what an awesome, you know, thing. Yeah. So people can, and then you've got an ethical porn guide and porn for couples, porn for women. You've got a lot of great different sections that people can, whoops, I'm not logged yeah. in. So yeah. I love, um, one of the films that I love was one of the first ones we did, which we promote a lot on the site, which is called Lip Service. Mm-hmm. And it's there's actually no penetration in it. I've watched it. It's yeah. pink. A lot of pink. A lot of pink. A lot of pink. And it's a woman really telling her partner how she likes mm-hmm. him to go down on her. Mm-hmm. And I think it's super powerful. Uh, we have a we have a vulva diversity compilation on the site, which is really wow. awesome. Yeah. We did. We actually did an event at Soho House with that kind of series, and then we ended up putting it on our site because it was so much fun. Because in mainstream porn, like I was going through it and I was like trying to find videos that really showcase diverse vulvas, and a lot of the times you don't even see the vulva. Like it's it's so Mm-mm. focused on penetrative sex. Yeah. Um, and so we just picked some of our favorite videos and put them together with like different body types. We have. Um, one with Natasia Dreams, who's an amazing trans performer. So it's it's like, and I think a lot of times people enjoy seeing many bodies having pleasure. Well, yeah, because then you can see yourself more easily. Like, I didn't even think about vulva diversity. Like, that's huge. Because I've even, you know, I've felt insecure at times and been like, this is looking, you like this? Like, exactly. Is this, like, normal? Is this normal? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like- I, I remember like having it one of the porn experiences that I had with some friends and like, you know, they were like criticizing different vulvas basically. And I was like, oh no, like well, mine kind of looks like that. Right. You like, become insecure. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't even know, like when I was young, I remember seeing a friend and she and I had a whole conversation and I was like, I was like, oh, you know, you have an Audi or whatever. And yeah. like, and, and it looked different than mine. Mm-hmm. And she came back to me and she was like, well, I talked to my husband, boyfriend or whatever. And she was like, he said that like almost all women have that. And I was like, really? And like, you know, like we just, I felt so dumb and uneducated. And, you know, that seems like a real important service to do both for, for anyone. Mm-hmm. Like this is, this is real life. Yeah. And yeah. that's what you're bringing. 
I mean, I think that that's huge. Yeah. Well, you brought me a pair of socks. What do these say? So one says orgasms and the oh other says y'all. Yeah. Because <laughs> we're in Texas. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. I love them. Thank you so yeah. much. I, if we weren't sweating right now, I would totally put them oh, on. Yeah. <laughs> you have to put them in the closet for six months. <laughs> I know, right? Or crank the AC way down sometimes. So thank you for bringing me these. So yeah. do you guys have merch that you We don't. Do? We don't. These are these are uh, exclusive for oh, you. Thank you so much. I love <laughs> hopefully them. Hopefully soon. Thank you. Yeah, hopefully soon. Do you see yourself branching out down the road do you have dreams about like um products and things like that or is it is it are you strictly like looking at videos yeah i think videos and content is our bread and butter and mm -hmm. like there's so much like there's so many stories i want to tell just through our porn that i still have to tell i think that's going to be our focus for a while um but i kind of see like us being like the goop of sex almost wow um, cool. that's what i'd like to be is like you know how how do we fulfill our mission of helping people have great sex lives even if it's not through like kind of expanding that universe and how do we really help people what does that look like and i i don't know what that looks like but that's the direction that that's our north star is just like how do we help people have great sex yeah and i think when you ask those questions i've been talking a lot on this show about asking questions and when you ask those questions then you start to form answers. You get creative in your mind, just starts searching for those ways that you can help. Yeah. And you are like, when you said there's so many stories to tell to you, like what? Like, Oh, Oh, like, like what are some so of your favorites? There's like, you know, there's, there's, there's the cowboy orgy of my dreams that Holy I want to film. Yes. <laughs> Orgasms y'all. Can yeah. they say that in there please? No. Oh, they should. <laughs> or somebody just wear the socks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I love it. Uh, yeah, there's like we we have kind of like all of our list of of film ideas, and people send me all sorts of interesting stuff. Oh, as I well, have so. I have no doubt. I'm sure that you get like all sorts of submissions and stuff. Do you have a place where people send that, or do they just randomly send it to they you? They just kind of randomly send it to us. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, do, you don't have like submit your ideas. Here? No, but you know, any anybody, we we've got a customer service uh, chat box on our site. We've got an Instagram. You know, people people are welcome to submit. Good. Is there anything that we didn't get to today, or something that was really on your heart that you wanted to voice? Yeah, I think I just want to encourage people to um, explore, explore, explore something that they've been curious about that um they've secretly been thinking about and to communicate with you know their partners and to you know have those hard conversations because they are really hard especially yeah. with somebody who you've been with for a long time and kind of like trying to change that dynamic but um i think that what's on the other side is you know more open more authentic more genuine empathetic experience and and you know that is what i've the gift I've been blessed with in creating and building Afterglow that um, I really want to encourage everyone to to be brave in that way. In some for way. sure, for sure. Do you consider yourself brave? I do. I'm I glad do. to hear that because you are. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I I was an accountant and like this this you know I just feel in making all of those different jumps, it's allowed me to live really authentically. It, it shows too. You have yeah. a really open and authentic nature and you are brave mm -hmm. because I, I don't know, I just uh, admire anybody who's yeah. willing to roll the dice, take a risk and, and really speak up for something. Honestly, mm -hmm. that touches literally everyone in America's life. I'm sure. Yeah. You know, and it's so foundational and important. And yet we pretend it's not even there a lot of the time. Yeah. And that was always what was so weird to me. Yeah, because it's like the hugest thing on the internet. Exactly. <laughs> like, what are we doing? And yeah. I don't know if it's just our puritanical roots that have to be, you know, yeah. pulled up and looked at and we have to let go of these old stories or, I mean, you think so? Like, I guess. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a, such a funny thing about us as Americans. Are there other cultures that are like pro probably that are like way more open? You were just in Portugal. I'm sure they are. Yeah. Europe, like Berlin has a really cool scene. Oh, of yeah. Course. Yeah. Um, but they all, you know, they all have challenges and they all have people who are trying to um, 
close things down and and stuff like that. Yeah, none of it's perfect. Yeah. Right. But we can keep doing our part to have conversations and to be brave and just yeah. open up to these things. And just, I mean, literally like having a conversation is the best first step. Exactly. You know, which is what we've done here today. And I can't thank you enough. I can't thank you yeah. enough. Yes. <laughs> uh, so nice. Can yeah. you tell everyone how they can access your site and check it out? Because I know you offer something free, you yes. know. So they can go to xoafterglow.com mm -hmm. and sign up for a seven-day trial. Um, I don't know if we – I need to do this again. I don't know if I set you up a code or not. You did. Okay. You did. What is it? Do you know? Do you remember? No, I don't. Oh, you mean just for for, for, for your listeners? listeners? Yeah. Can you set one up right now? I can set one up right now. Yeah. You don't have to do it on your phone. Just what would the code be? Uh, what do you want? Do you have a code that you use? You How about like just like um, – well, I like the word magic, but we could do like uh, – or we could just do – AES for Amy Edwards show or cool let's the Amy do... show uh, the Amy Amy Edwards Amy Edwards is an easy let's one let's do Amy Edwards yeah okay great cool. honored to have my okay. name on there <laughs> Amy Edwards yep. it is so yeah so... one word everybody can yeah. use that code cool so super Ooh. excited for anybody listening to check it out I would love to give any of your listeners a free seven-day membership they can go to xoafterglow.com and use code Amy, Amy Edwards, Edwards during checkout for a free seven-day trial. Oh, yay. See, I'm associated with some good feelings right yeah. there other than this show. So I'm so excited about that. Thank you so much. And then uh, did you mention your Instagram and how everybody can follow you and support and that yeah, kind of thing? Yeah, that would be great. So our Instagram is XO Afterglow with two W's. With two W's. Yeah. Okay. Okay, cool. Well, good. Well, thank you so much, Lily. Uh, this has been such a joy and congratulations on everything that you're growing thank you. and may it all just keep blossoming and opening up everyone. So I'm so grateful that you were able to come today too. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you for being here. These are, this is like a prime example of what I talk about all the time of like, when we have these conversations, it sends out a ripple into the world. And that's where a lot of change starts to happen. And we all get healthier in the process. And this is like a deep root of healthiness, you know, not pretending it's not there, not ignoring things that are going on, but instead playfully talking about it, being thoughtful, understanding what we like, you know, rather than like feeling any shame around it or beating yourself up. Like anyway, I could go on and on, but you get the idea. And so have these conversations, reach out to me too. I would love to hear what you have to say about it or and I bet Lily would too. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you for being a part of these conversations as our summer of sex is continuing. And I'm just, I'm so grateful to be a part of opening up these doorways to anyone who is curious at any age, you know, like Lily was saying 24, but I know there's people that are beyond that, that maybe feel alone and you're not alone. We're all just trying to keep growing and cut yourself some slack in the process because uh, that's, that's where life gets more fun. Right. And, um, I love you so much, and I'm just so grateful that you've been here today. Rate, review, subscribe. Go to amyedwards.info, too. You can check out my courses and catch up on the rest of the Summer of Sex series, too. And I love you so much. Thank you for being here. Till next time. This has been the Amy Edwards Show from Overcome Studios. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe. And thank you so much for being here. Sign up for our newsletter at amyedwards.com.